Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Jade Prather Show. I have Mm. commandeered it today. It's not going to be the Chad Prather Show, but it is going to be about Chad Prather. It's always the Chad Prather Show. Not today. Look at what you did right here, down here with the logo and stuff. You, you uh-huh. covered over it. I want to make sure everybody can see that. Right here. Women women ruin everything. They really do. Well, if it had been done right the first time, I wouldn't have had to do that. Oh, okay. All right. It's your show. Go for <laughs> it then, sister. So I have come up with some questions that I think some of the fans would like to know your opinion on. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you give your opinion a lot and they enjoy it. But now it's going to be about you. Oh, yeah? Okay. You want to introduce anybody else in the room? Oh, yes. Let's do that. First of all, this is Chad. Um, (laughs) Over in the peanut gallery, we have Steve Powell. I like to call this Party Foul Cove. Party Foul Cove. (laughs) Thank you. And joining him today is a very special guest. We have Jeff Kyle. Y'all be nice to each other. He remembers your name. Yeah. We got to give her props. Oh, I've been around him before. Okay. And he's kind of a big deal. So you guys can interject whenever you have questions, concerns, or comments for chat. Oh, there will be lots. (laughs) And then we have Tony, Steve's wife. She might be screaming some things from the sidelines. Oh, she's she's silent. She's a studio. (laughs) Silent Tony. Silent for almost twenty years. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I know for a fact that's not true. (laughs) And then over in the puppet gallery, puppet what? What do you call? I don't know. Sure show. Anyways, over here. Are they important people? We have Mark. Hello. And then we have Candace. That's so, Mark Tate. His last name is Tate. Don't act like you know something all of oh, a sudden. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. This is going to be fun. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm going to start some questions. Oh, boy. How did you become an internet sensation? Well, I'm special. I'm an incredible human being. And uh, the internet came along and I thought I should be on it. And I just knew that the natural enclave of events as they took place were going to really create a lot of momentum. And they were just kind of flow like an avalanche and just get bigger and bigger if people got to know me. And, and that's pretty much what happened. And how did you let me know about that? <laughs> <laughs> now, I was, uh, I, well, I always knew that there was a way to use the uh, Internet to get your voice out there and build a platform and to make people laugh and have fun and think about things and so uh, I always posted jokes on there, and, and then, you know, I started doing the videos because for me, the videos were like therapy because you used to tell me all the time I needed to go talk to somebody, <laughs> a professional, because apparently I must be crazy or something. But I didn't want to sit on a leather couch with some strange dude who kept asking me every 15 seconds, how does that make you feel? And how does it make it you feel to feel be creepy. this Internet sensation? Well, it's pretty invasive. I mean, people are <laughs> in your life. And for the last so four years ago, four years ago, March 19th was when the first video went viral that I did about comparing Walmart to Target. And that has that in and of itself should tell you how much of a waste of time I've been in people's lives for four years. I don't think they feel that way, though. Well, I guess it's entertaining or whatever, but I can remember laying in bed that night. And you kept hitting me. You're like, I cannot believe this video is doing this. I cannot believe it. And back then, I really didn't get it. I was like, okay, so you got some views. And you were like, yeah, but I mean, you were really freaking out. I don't think anybody got it. I because so I had either. videos that would do 10, 20,000 views. And I'm like, that was a big deal. And then all of a sudden, you do a million in a day. And I'm going, well, I felt like we'd opened up the front door to the house and invited everybody to go through our underwear drawer. 
because all of a sudden now you're getting 1,200 friend requests a day and people are reposting it hundreds and hundreds of times and you're tagged in it and your phone's blowing up with notifications and all these messages are coming in and there's the hate and there's the love and there's the what the hell's going on here because it was it was a whole new deal. Why do you think? Uh, I mean, I was doing a show on cable television. Well, that's true. Yeah, but with right TV. In, in the 21st century, social media, your career takes off further than what's going on on cable television. It's a crazy I, world we live in. Yeah, and that is exactly what's happening. Yeah, we're you not si- a cable TV show. Yeah. Welcome to the planet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> he had it's my backyard with Ride TV. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we were doing we were Who doing knew? Huh? Who knew? <laughs> Most everyone. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> so no, we uh, you know, I did everything backwards. Most people start out doing things like social media or getting well known on a stage or something like that and then it evolves into television and and those kind of things. I did everything backwards. I was doing television which evolved into uh social media which evolved into live shows. Yes, you have done it all backwards. Yeah. Hmm. So you just now thinking about so that? You asked no, we've because we've talked about that before. How you kind of went backwards. Most people yeah. wouldn't do it that way, and I think a lot of people they're very impressed with the way you've done things. And a lot of people are very angry. That is true. That is true. Why do you think your fans leave inappropriate comments? <laughs> well, because they're people, and people are crazy. And uh, you know that's the thing about social media. People have always left a message on a wall, whether it was a cave drawing or an Egyptian hieroglyphic or a. You know, something of that nature. And now we're using it as a digital wall. And the problem is, historically speaking, we used to save the voices for posterity where the where the the poets and the philosophers and the kings. Now everybody has a voice, but not everybody has responsibility with that voice. And so they, they get behind the keyboard with that anonymity and they say all kind of crazy things. When you say inappropriate, what you mean is they're saying, <laughs> hey, we don't mean any offense, Jade, but we really want to do your husband. Yeah. Why would uh, why would people do that? <laughs> I have never left that on anybody. Well, thank God. Facebook. I mean, I, I think it's classless. And we've made public comments about that. About, well, I you know, apologize for those comments. Yeah. <laughs> if Steve Powell would quit leaving them, it'd be great. Yeah. Well, I've, sp- I've slept with Steve a lot of times on oh, the road. Oh, I know. But no, I, I don't. I mean, people just say inappropriate things. And, and I don't know what drives people psychologically to feel the need to post things like that. But they do. And we've put things out there where we've said, I'm not going to entertain any of those comments. I don't respond to them i don't click like on them and you know it's it's and what happened because early on you were ticked i mean you you, you were like you know i how was like dare, a, a normal wife yeah how dare these people say these things to my husband and what did i do <laughs> what did i do you read me off all these comments that were so horrible and i was like babe and you were like that's off of luke bryan's facebook yeah, exactly. <laughs> i was like what and he's and you said you think his wife's upset and i'm like yeah and then you said or do you think she's laughing all the way to the bank mm-hmm but I'm not laughing to the bank. That's <laughs> yeah, the difference. Sure you're not. <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah. Yes. And and then how do I deal with that? How do I deal with it all you in my own way? You would tell me you cannot say anything, yeah. Jade. You just cannot say worse. anything. You type out the response, you read it a couple of times, and then you delete it. And that's classy, right? Classy? Is uh-huh. that what you said? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> look, you know me, I don't care if you post it. It's just going to look, it's just going to validate what some nobody that's out there, and I'm not devaluing people out there, but I mean, we don't know these people. Right. But, you know, some we've, we've made a lot of great friends 
over the years through what we've done on social media and through the internet. And then we've had people that have, we've, we've made some people that we've had to, uh, they weren't so great, you know, and then we've had to kind of eradicate those people from our life. And we also have to put people where they are because we don't know them. Right. I mean, we know guys like Jeff and Party Foul over here. Right. I mean, I haven't known Party Foul forever, but you know. Yeah, but there, there was a couple of times last week that I was, I typed out a comment to respond to some of the hate that you were getting. And I had to delete it twice. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm just not going to get in it. It's well, not something that Chad has said before is they don't think of us as people with feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that they forget that about celebrities, too. And the the longer you have been doing this, the more I'm like, OK, now I get why celebrities, they want to be left alone when they're not on. Yeah. You know, when they're not supposed to be on. I, I get that now. Do you catch that stuff, Jeff? Do you get it? Oh, yeah. You oh, get yeah. the Yeah. You get the yeah. weird messages. I mean, and- a lot of times I'm kind of like you. I'll intentionally post something just to piss people off (laughs) (laughs) yeah i am a potster i wish i could say i wasn't but i i like to quote unquote start the conversation yes but you know and so uh missy robertson we went down to nicaragua (laughs) Mm -hmm. with missy Mm -hmm. robertson from uh duck dynasty passion international and we were talking Mm -hmm. about jace and you know i said what's some of the craziest stuff that you've gotten and she said you know we got messages from people saying i'm jace i'm going to be jace's wife you're not his wife. We, I'm getting rid of you and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what level of crazy do you have to be at that you want to insert yourself in somebody else's life, marriage and family mm-hmm. that and you want to say stuff like that? I mean, that's the height of insanity right there. It really is. I guess they just think highly of themselves. Apparently. Well, I watch a lot of Chad Prather. Yeah. <laughs> I watch a lot of yeah. Jade. You're yeah. out. I've worked my way up through the. You have worked your way up through Prather, the chain. Mm-hmm. You know, chain. Look, look I will you're tell out. folks. I will tell people, and this is the truth. You know, the old adage of "Would you rather have fame or money?" Take the money. Take the money because there's a lot of people out there that are famous for a lot of the wrong reasons, or they have notoriety. And I don't. I don't even humor my own psyche by thinking that I'm famous by any stretch of the imagination. I could still go a lot of places and not get recognized and not have to worry about it. Well, that's what we think until we get a message later saying, hey, I saw you at Chili's or that hey, was that, you know, is that you at Michael's or, or wherever? Or I just see you in the airport in Denver and things yeah. like that. There is an element of that. But come on, Luke Bryan can't go to the Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's celebrity. That's real celebrity. I just, I just get I would recognized. Love for me not to be able to go to Walmart. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just purposefully like don't go to right Walmart. There. I don't have maybe, to go to Walmart. Yes. Yeah. Maybe twice a year. Which, by the way, I encourage people to go get uh, humor me on BlazeTV.com/slash/chad. Subscribe so you can see Trigger DeBose go to Walmart, uh, where we took him in Wichita Falls. Mm-hmm. That was fun. which is even better because it was Wichita Falls. I know, and they didn't notice. Like I had nope. the mullet, you the gold blend, tooth and you stuff, blended right in, and the sunglasses, and like I was walking around, there were people that looked just like me. I thought I saw <laughs> your dad for real in Wichita Falls. He is Trigger DeBose's dad. The only reason they kicked us out after an hour is because we were walking around with cameras. That's yeah. the only thing they didn't recognize was the camera. They were like, because I looked like just a normal shopper. I know in the Walmart. And acting like a normal shopper, too. Exactly. <laughs> hey, they exactly. didn't really kick us out. You know why? Because that guy could not give me the Walmart policy. He didn't know why. He, he didn't just know knew why. we needed to go. He just said we couldn't. I said, well, can you tell me what the Walmart policy is for people videoing in Walmart? He says, I can't tell you the policy. I can just tell you you can't. Yeah. And he was right. Like, we should have had a, we should have had a, a, a you know, a disclaimer. Or not what, what we should have had. A, what do you call it? The, uh. 
little where you they got everybody a, sign a petition an agreement so, or thing. Or the, agreement? Yeah, you're supposed to have that, but we don't ask for permission. Permission. Well, Trigger, we just, Trigger doesn't. No, Trigger Debo's don't ask for nothing. <laughs> so we got a. Uh, we had a good time. So that's why people need to be watching Humor Me, which is behind the paywall, hey, on Blaze TV. Hey, tell me where Trigger DeBose comes from. Oh, I copied it from another comedian. Oh, that's yeah, right. Exactly. He copies that's everything. Yeah. Everything. I, everything I've ever said comes out. But no, I've been accused of that a million times. Uh, which well, that's is obviously why you're so successful. Well, I mean, that's all I do I, is just copy everybody because else's ideas. I think ideas. about it and I'm like, and you're a comedian and there's, man, there's dozens of comedians that have an alter ego. And I, I love them all because I do think you're you're able to step outside of yourself. And I can't do that. I'm like, when Trigger's around, I walk away. I <laughs> Any character I do, I, like I when like, I put the latex on and become Uncle Larry, then he, which, you know, I'll probably get Uncle accused Larry's of stealing pervert. that. Uncle yeah. I can't stand him. I walk away. Steve can't be around it. I'm like, I can't <laughs> even me, talk Jeff, to him, and camera. I know it's him, but he's like, I'm, <laughs> Later on, I let me show you some video. <laughs> Uncle Larry's a nut. Oh, I'll probably get accused because his name's Larry, I, you know. Probably, probably, but whatever. I, I, these people never cross my mind, and doesn't I, you matter know, what his name is. It doesn't. Well, the, uh, whatever. But I, but you know, it, it's it, people. Everybody wants to say, "Oh, well, you copied it," and I'm like, "Come on, dude. There's nothing new under the sun. We just go out and have fun." The key to Trigger DeBose is the dude is is if you listen, he's redneck smart. Oh yeah. Like the stuff he says is actually true, but you have to listen through the colloquialisms of his redneck self, sure. and you get it. And then he he'll say anything. Anything to anybody in public. But isn't that kind of like you? Yeah. We know you don't know what colloquialism <laughs> means. Yeah. Anyway, Chad has big words. Okay, I know this. This next question is a big one because I see it all the time. Oh, sweet. Um, when you go to post the new places that you've been booked, you know you'll post you know ten or fifteen different places. All the comments under that are always. Why are you not playing at this person's place or, or why aren't you in this instead of being happy where you have places that you're going to play? They're upset that you haven't come to their place. What, yeah, so we do, about 95, we do about 95 to 100 live shows a year. And so we're all over the country. We crisscross the country. And admittedly, there are places that I haven't played. For instance, we haven't done a show in Kentucky. We haven't done a show in West Virginia. We haven't done a show in Mississippi. Uh, Arkansas. There's Arkansas. I've done shows in Arkansas back in 2016, but I'm talking about places I've never been. And so uh, people say, why? Well, it's because liberals screw everything up is, is the reason. People on the <laughs> left and people in theater business tend to be on the left. Artists tend to be on the left. And, and because I am right of center and a conservative voice and use common sense to do comedy, they ha I have this reputation of everything from being a racist to being a white supremacist to being a redneck to being blah, blah. I've heard it all. You do wear so, a cowboy hat. I'm, I'm white. I'm heterosexual. I'm male. I'm cisgender. I identify as a man. Um, <laughs> I am. I wear a cowboy hat. I sit in a truck. I own a dog, and I live in a suburb in Texas. So yes, I am a hate group all unto myself. But you're not even wearing boots today. You're no. wearing shoes. Yeah, but those are twisted. Are look, at, look at these socks I'm wearing. Look, look at the socks. It's, uh, look at that. Those are not even boots. Or not. I don't uh -huh. even know if this. You know oh, what? Because I got enough masculinity oh. in my soul. Jeff Kyle's over <laughs> Jeff? here out showing you. He's American got flag. he's got American oh, yeah. flag over here. He's yeah. got hold like on the camera there. We, we can see him, Jeff. Hold oh, yeah, him a little bit higher. You're gonna have to put that right here, right here in the middle. There we go. Bring yeah, it over in the middle. Yeah, put your fake yeah, leg yeah. up there. There it is. <laughs> All right, come on, guys. God, Jeff. Everybody else I came back see. from Iraq with a fake leg. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Good uh, lord. No, I I so what you're saying is it's not Steve. Back over here. 
Steve's having his own conversation. Yes, there's two shows. There's (laughs) the Steve Powell show and the Jade Prather show. No, we, uh, uh, but it's true. Liberals screw it all up because they say, well, we don't want to have him in because he's too conservative or whatever. But then we come in. We had that situation happen in, in Arizona last April where came in there you couldn't buy a seat you couldn't buy a seat but they originally they had said no uh they scheduled the show and then they said no we don't want to have him in because he's too conservative and uh then they came back and said okay fine we'll have the show and then we sold out so big that they came after the show and said mm-hmm. okay we can't wait to have him back next year and of course my agent out in la said no nah, we're going to get a bigger place so are you saying that when you can't play in certain areas, that that is within your control? No, it's not within my control. So back to your question, mm-hmm. well, that's what you're trying to say, is is there's a process to doing a show. The process is my agent has to go out and he has to find a buyer, somebody who wants to buy a package of shows for a certain venue or a promoter who wants to get a package of shows and say, okay, we're going to do six shows. Who are my guys? He goes out and has to sell us. It's just like selling any other marketable item. So he goes to literally like conferences and trade shows where he meets with these people and says, okay, for 2019, I've got XYZ. I've got, I've got the Wayans brothers. I've got Chad Prather. And I mean, he represents the Wayans brothers. So I'm using them as an example. So I've got these guys. If you'll have the Wayans brothers, we also have Chad Prather. And so that's the process. And they say, yeah, okay, well, we'll buy them for here's the deal. And then they have to go out and find the venues they want to place us in because the promoters have the the relationship with the theater or the venue. So they have to go out there and do it. So it's totally out of my control. So I get an email that says, okay, on XYZ date, you're going to be in this city at this theater. And people say, well, why can't you come to ours? Well, because somewhere out there, a promoter has pitched me to that local venue and the venue said, we're not interested. Right. So I don't have anything to do with it. So that's why I encourage people all the time. If you want me in your city... Call the venues and say, we want Chad Prather to come do a show here. Right. And they have a relationship with promoters, and then they do it. They'll work it backwards. The promoter will reach out to the agency. We just switched agencies. We've been with Gersh for the last two years, mm-hmm. a fantastic relationship with Gersh out of Beverly Hills. They're awesome. They're incredible. But William Rodriguez, my uh, my my fa- fabulous, and when I say fabulous, he's, oh, I know. he's fabulous. He is. I love fabulous. him. He's fabulous. fabulous. My gay Cubano agent, yes. uh, William Rodriguez, who is my hero and just a godsend in my life, has now moved over to Paradigm. So we are now with the Paradigm Agency. I moved with him. So Right. Yeah. It's going to okay. be good stuff. He's now the head of their comedy division. Good. Yeah. Good I stuff. want you to be the head of that, too. I just want to get, <laughs> do shows. I just, you know, and look, here's the thing. We had a conference call today. The fact of the matter is, so we're doing shows 1,200 to 2,000 people on a regular if if I were a liberal, if I were left of center in today's climate when it comes to comedy, if I were a liberal, then we'd be doing five to ten thousand. We just would be. We'd have our own sitcom. We'd have our own talk shows. We'd have all these things that would be going on. I would have if if I were coming along in the nineties, I'd be touring with Paul Reiser and Jerry Seinfeld because again, these days everybody doesn't want when they go to a show, and the problem is comedians are so quote woke. They don't want laughter. They don't want to tell jokes. They don't want to mock anybody. They don't want to ridicule. They want applause. So it's basically like going to a comedic church session where everybody's screaming amen and clapping their hands. Lenny Bruce and George Carlin got arrested for this. They got arrested for the right to do comedy, free speech comedy, and now 
this legacy of comedians these days are screwing the pooch because they're selling their souls out for the public opinion and they're afraid to go out and just be funny. But I've said it over and over again. I've said it on this show and I'll continue to say it on stage everywhere I go. I'm going to mock you. I don't care if you're white, black, fat, skinny. I don't care if you're gay, straight, man, woman. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you live. I don't care what your circumstances. If you're poor, you're wealthy, whatever. We're going to make fun of everybody. We're going to make fun of Nancy Pelosi. We're going to make fun of Donald Trump. We're going to make fun of Flotus. We're going to make fun of POTUS. We're going to make fun of Cory Booker and his crazy eyes. We're going to make fun of Kamala Harris and her sleeping her way to the top and Willie Brown and all of them. AOC. This. Mm. <laughs> We're gonna make fun of all of them. I didn't and say. I refuse to apologize. I didn't I say. I am not going. You heard it first on the Jay Prather show. <laughs> That's right. Chad Prather will not apologize. I'm not <laughs> going to do it. It's in the job description of a comedian to mock you. Go to a Brad Garrett show. He's the leading insult comedy in America today. You yeah. go to Brad Garrett's comedy club, MGM Grand, right there in Las Vegas, Nevada, and he will insult you all night long. If you think you're getting Robbie from Everybody Loves Raymond, yeah. go. Go to the Brad Garrett show. He is the modern day equivalent of Don Rickles, and he will put you in your place, and he don't care. And I love it, personally. Oh, I know you do. I, I, I remember watching him for the first time. I was like, oh. You're like, damn. <laughs> I know. Go back and watch Don Rickles, man. Watch watch Red Fox. Google him. Watch Richard Pryor. Get past the cursing and the cussing. These guys were making a political statement. George Carlin, whether you agreed with him or not, he was making a political statement. Lenny Bruce was making a political statement. Comedy has always been, to some degree, about politics. It's about pissing people off, getting into the crevices, the dark places of your life, and exposing so, those things to light. So would you say George Carlin, is he was libertarian for the most part in his comedy? No. No, I, you know, George Carlin was very free thinking. I mean, he was I would say he was a little more left of the classical liberal. Uh, that's an interesting question. Party foul. I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah, because I'm I'm, I'm thinking here he, he might have been a little left, but that was kind well, of more like, than a little. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to explore that. Explore. I don't know that I even want to explore it, but I'm going to explore it now. Yeah, you don't want to be disappointed. No, he was always even if he pissed you off, he could be both sides off. Look, I love mm -hmm. George Carlin. Oh, yeah. I had to sneak around to watch him. Was it that way in your house? Yeah. Oh, in Kyle I would house. never. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mom was like, no. We'd never listen yeah. to anybody in my, at my house. Well, we did. We did it. Your house. No, my mom wasn't either. Gloria wasn't either. I'm like, I pretty much figured we grew up in the same household, just different. But go back and watch. Go back and watch Bill Hicks. I mean, Bill Hicks died way too soon. Way too soon pancreatic cancer but i mean bill hicks when he was 14 years old living in texas he used to sneak out of the house and go to the comedy clubs and perform get on stage this guy i mean if you want to talk about somebody who just you didn't know what was going to come out of his mouth he was censored by david letterman david letterman has come out since his death and apologized and said i don't know why we censored him but we you know we he did this bit and did the set on the late show and we didn't let him do it because it was so political it was so honest but now the only comedy that comes out with the late shows or anything that's on Showtime or Netflix is Orange Man Bad. That has gotten old. That punchline's well, done. But they've, it's over. They've made a lot of money off of making fun of Donald Trump. Donald Trump's I mean, made everybody he's, he's rich. Target. That's, that's that's I was like, hey, we're going to make a ton of money. It, in the end, it's all green. Donald Trump's the best thing to ever happen to CNN or MSNBC. Yeah. He has made them all the money in the world. He is worth $2 billion a year to Twitter. That's why they won't ban him. I mean, Twitter, they could ban him. They could, why not? They ban everybody else. Yeah, they could ban him for the things he says. 
but he, they're not going to because he makes them $2 billion a year. So he's a cash cow. Donald Trump has always made people money. I say to people, they're living in the best America they've ever lived in. This generation are living in the best America they've ever lived in. Unemployment is down. GDP is up. Uh, uh, jobs are available. Um, there is money to be had. The stock market has boomed. Things are going on. Listen, the only thing left for us to do is to screw it up. To screw it up. He doesn't ever hurt your feelings sometimes. No, he doesn't hurt my feelings. You got to get a sense of humor. My God, get people are so thin skinned. Do you telling me Donald Trump hurts your feelings? I ain't never thank Donald Trump for my paycheck every week. I thank Chad Prather. Well, let me tell you something. The reason that I'm so successful in this day and age, people want to say to me, they say, oh, you're just a and all this stuff. Oh, you're just a Trumpite and all that. Okay, whatever. Look. If the things weren't going as good as they are right now, I couldn't be filling theaters up because people back in the recession in 2008, 2009, 2010 couldn't afford to buy tickets. You know what went up, what industry went up when Obama was in office during the recession? Alcohol. Because people are always going to find a way to drink <laughs> when they're when they're depressed. And during a depression, during a recession, people are going to find a way to drink. That's the only th- that's the only industry that went up. And so everybody can say, oh, well, we're enjoying the, the results of, of Barack Obama's economy. Give me a break. Look here. This man said, we can't grow the economy unless you find a magic wand. And Donald Trump must have pulled it out of his ass because apparently he got one <laughs> and took the GDP from two and a half up to four. It's ridiculous what people say. But they got to they gotta make him the bad guy hey, because he's a, exposing the lies. Hey, but a common explain that to a common guy. Common guy like me, he don't know what a GDP is. All it's I know okay. Is what that money my, in your pocket, that's where it's coming from. Okay, that, all I know is what hits my account every month yeah. or every week. It means we're know. producing. It means we are producing things. America is making money. America is exporting. They are creating. They are building. And things are happening to the degree where consumer confidence is big. Our, our, our ability to do business as a country has gotten better. And the percentage and rate of growth is excellent. Why did my gas prices go up this week? This is the thing. Yeah, the high that, gas prices are a good thing. But that's what concerns me every week. It's like how much it gas means, prices. It means the price of oil has gone up, which is good. That means the per barrel price of oil. So everybody wants to say, well, I need my gas prices to be low. Well, people in the oil and gas industry would say that's not true. Those folks, are if the oil and gas money is being profitable – which benefits you in other ways, then your gas prices are going to be higher. Low gas prices means the price per barrel for crude oil has come way down, right. and that industry is actually hurting. So your higher gas prices aren't necessarily a bad thing. Yes, you may spend more at the pump, but you are getting more benefits in other places. Right. Why did you decide to jump into the political arena? Because I love politics. I love leadership. But you, but you had thought about it for a while, and you'd stayed, stayed away from it. Well, I love leadership. And, I, and, and the problem is we have this vast vacuum, of this, this void of leadership. There's not enough of it out there. And so politicians, by and large, who should be leaders aren't leaders. You know, you look at our forefathers and founding fathers. They were leaders. They were thinkers. They were critical thinkers. They were people who had ideas and they ran with them and they went out into this esoteric thought world and they said, hmm, I wonder if this would work as a society. Well, we've got this new country. Let's experiment. And their experiment has worked for 250 years. So, you know, building off of Greek society, building off of, of, of the philosophies of democracy and republics and these things, they put this thing together and you look at it and now – what we have is politicians who go into office worth 
two or three million dollars and come out of office or die with worth 160 million dollars. How the hell does a congressperson or a senator go in and make tens of millions of dollars on a hundred seventy thousand dollar a year salary? It's ridiculous because they're not leading anymore. That's it's insider trading. Come on. <laughs> this fool don't they, know what no, GDP is, but he gonna tell us about insider, insider trading. <laughs> I know what. Hey. I know Easy, Martha Stewart. I watched that. I watched that movie. What's that? The Big Short. <laughs> <laughs> Holy! I smokes. learned that word from The Big Short. Anyway, I. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm learning what's going on from the movie Idiocracy. If you want to see what's really going on in the country today, watch Idiocracy. That was a prophetic movie. And then go read Brave New World by Aldous Huxley because we're living it right now. You want you me read, read a lot of books. I do read a lot of books. But but to the point, yes, I think I felt guilty. I felt guilty because I'd built this huge social media platform. People were listening to me, and I felt guilty. I felt if I don't speak up, because you remember my, my original thing was I don't want to do current events because they go away too fast, and I don't want to do videos about politics because it's too polarizing. But I knew that America was not going to survive a Hillary Clinton presidency. I just knew. It was no way. Look at how much stuff's been exposed we learned the Department of Justice is not neutral. We learned that the FBI is not neutral. The CIA is not neutral. We learned that all of this criminal activity, whether we choose to call it criminal or not, was going on and has now been exposed. What do you want to call it? Deep state? Whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But there's stuff going on out there that we have just sat there and swallowed it all these years. So I said, OK, well, it's time to dive into it. I think your fans are happy about that. Well, I mean, it made a whole new set of fans. Yeah, I think it did. I mean, obviously, I'm a pretty passionate person about things. <laughs> well, your fans it's barely knew this, this <laughs> was going on a long time in their own communities. It yeah, happens in their own small communities, little politicians that are, they're all full of <laughs> and they're doing their, they got their own agenda. Well, that's got to carry on up to the bigger stuff, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Your mom's listening to this. No, she's not. <laughs> I'm going to call her. Uh We'll get your mom on next week on the Jade Prather show. Okay, so I was getting a tire changed. I was getting plugs put in a tire. Was that the lower left back because it was showing low? No, no, no. This uh, oh. this is the truck. <laughs> oh, okay. this is the truck. Um, this was back 2015, and uh, little little Mexican guy. He was putting the plugs in, and I'll never forget it because he said, "Oh, I know putting the plugs in." I said, "Put the Do plugs in." Do you assume in. he's Mexican? No, he was Mexican. Brown. He was Mexican. Okay. And he said, "Oh, uh, I know. Put the plugs in." I said, "Put the plugs in." He goes, "Ah, no, put the plugs in." I said, "Why not?" He goes, "Uh, they don't last." He said, "They last maybe two months, maybe two years. We don't know." <laughs> I said, "Put the damn plugs in. <laughs> put the plugs in. I don't care if it lasts two months or two years. I got to drive a freaking truck." So anyway, this guy pulls up in his Mercedes Benz. It's old guy, right? And he's got his red hat on. And he's driving this convertible. It's a red Mercedes, and he's got a Trump deal on his on his thing. And and he said, "Who are you voting for?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out where we're headed." And he goes, um, "Well, you're not voting for the left, are you?" I said, "No, I never have. I don't think I will this time." And he said, "Well, let me tell you who's going to save this country. This man right here." And he points to that bumper sticker, Donald Trump. And I said, "You believe that?" And he goes, "Oh, I do." And I said, "Well." why do you believe that? I mean, what? Because I wasn't sold. No, I, I know. I said, what? You know what? I don't understand what the man has said that has you fired up to believe that he could save anything. Because, you know, back in the primary days, you listen to Donald Trump give a speech and it, there was no substance. There was no real platform similar to the way the Democrats are running today. Mm -hmm. 
It's just let's see who can out radicalize each other. And right. I thought I thought Donald Trump was just kind of this straw man who's putting himself out there to just see how crazy he could be. So when did you change? Uh, well, when the stuff got real, you know, um, I started watching. First of all, my mother loves the man. Jeff, my mother loves the man. Like you can't talk about Jesus and you can't talk about Donald Trump. My mother gets upset. My mother said some very weird things about Donald Trump, (laughs) but she loves the man. She loves the man. And I'm like, whatever. But anyway, she said, you got to pay it. You just got to pay attention. You got to pay attention. So I did. One of the things that I noticed was uh, his kids and his grandkids. And I started noticing, I said, these are pretty good people here. These like these. I mean, yeah, okay. It's a billionaire family. They're going to be a little different from us. They don't live on the same planet or breathe the same air, but they respect him. They love him. They're not turned off by him. And we, we saw that when he was signing all the grandkids. And the grandkids are right mm-hmm. there. And that was after the inauguration. Mm-hmm. And, and you notice this, this dynamic, this relationship, these kids are, they're putting up with as much persecution as he mm-hmm. is yeah. and, and going back and forth. And here's this family who's in it with him. And so I was like, OK, there's something here, because if a guy is evil, your kids don't love you like that. They just you know, it's not yeah. it, it'd be e- easy to alienate, you know, like the Kardashians. Who the hell knows what the hell's going up with that family? I mean, I don't know. Who cares? I mean, dad <laughs> became a woman or something. It came a you know. He's half and half. I don't know. But, I mean, it's it's a weird dynamic that's going on. And everybody, they're famous for having a weird dynamic. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the Trumps, and I'm like, okay, this family seems to get along pretty good. Like, they support each other. They look out for each other. They got it. And so that was one thing. So there were little things like that. And then I said, you know, I think this guy is pro-America. I don't think he is extreme right wing. I don't think he's made it an, an, an – and people get on to me, whatever, whatever. Trump's not Republican. But, well, <laughs> he's American. Here Continue. we go. <laughs> I'm just, just glad know, I didn't I say it. I've said it He's over and a... over again. I've said it over and over again. Trump is not he's, – he's done everything very moderate, in fact. Mm-hmm. All of his decisions have been very pro-America. You can't point to one thing to say, okay, well, he's been extreme on this deal. And, yeah, you could talk about stuff like – like I was reading about it this morning. It makes me so mad when people say, oh, well, the Charlottesville, Virginia rally and all this stuff. And he said there were good people. And I said, you got to read everything the man said. Right. He said there were bad people on both sides. He said there were also good people on both sides. He said there were people who were, who were not good at all. On both sides. And they wanted to, I was watching it. I was in Florida watching the press conference when he said it. And I thought, yeah, they're going to crucify him for saying what he just said. And they did. Little things like that you want to take out of context. Donald Trump's not a racist. Ben Carson came out last week, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Dr. Ben Carson, who we know personally, and, and it grew up in the streets, grew up poor, became the world's leading neurosurgeon, pediatric mm-hmm. neurosurgeon. He's a smart, smart man. Could have been president. Hey, honestly, Ben had my support. Yep. He had my support. I was a Ben Carson supporter. Ben Carson said, in my life, I've seen racism, and Donald Trump is not a racist. Come on. What are you going to do? The man has done so much for the black community. He's done so much for the Hispanic community. And look, those are statistically proven facts. The numbers are right there. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is look at the unemployment rate. All you got to do is look at the money he's put out there. I mean, the, the CEO of BET comes out and talks about how much Donald Trump's done for urban development. And so it's, it's, it's you know, P. Diddy and, and uh, Rosa Parks and Al Sharpton and Don King and – Jesse Jackson, oh, run, Jesse Jackson. All of them were all buddies. They were all buddies with Donald Trump until he became president and became the, un, you know, <sighs> I said enough. 
You you've said a lot. You're, do, you're doing you're doing very I think well, you took Chad. It away from Jade. You're way, doing very about well. Ten minutes ago. Well, it's my okay. opportunity to say what I think. It's okay. Let's you see here. Um, okay. All right. All right. I'm voting for him in 2020. Yes, we know. What's the What's the funniest or weirdest thing a fan has asked you or told you? I was in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and apparently I had done this video about Depends or undergarments, women, uh, adult undergarments. And this lady walked up to me in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, because I do the videos and mm-hmm. then I forget because I just put them out there and I forget. Like, I don't go back and watch them again because, again, they're my therapy. And so she said, she said, oh, I meant to bring a pair of Depends for you to sign. <laughs> and I said, let me just sign the ones you're wearing. Uh, and she uh, said, no, baby, I want you to sign some dry ones. <laughs> <laughs> but I True did go story, to, I was there. Yeah, no, he was I there. Uh, but I did go to show. Uh, funny things happen. Like um, people will bring me cards and they'll bring me gifts and they'll bring me things. And, you know, they'll send them back to the green room before the shows. And we were in. Where were we? With Ramona, California, Steve, yep. last weekend. We were in Ramona, California. It was a couple weeks ago. And so the uh, guy sent me a card. A guy sent me a card back in the back. Oh, there it is. There's oh. the card. There's the card. Can you see it? There Look it at is. That. Mm-hmm. Look at that. It says, and this is sweet. This is sweet. 2019 Ramona, California. Chad, thank you for many reasons. I don't get out much. Your YouTube are like sitting with family talking. It has helped me a lot. In years past, I enjoyed entertaining helping others laugh i miss it but maybe i'll get well and get back out there too please keep being you kindly mark linshield aka aloha mark and then there was aloha <laughs> luna which i assumed was mark's wife or significant other but i now notice there's a little paw print right there because i came out on stage and sitting there in the front row was mark and luna and luna i've never seen a dog that looked so much like its owner <laughs> this pit bull support animal was there luna and there was on the stage right in front of the microphone in front of the monitor there on stage hundreds of people in the in the audience and i look down and there is a big dog bone and a note that says for willie oh you didn't (laughs) tell me that well i well now i just told you baby see this is real podcasting that that wasn't staged i i kept the card for chad so yeah so there you was, are mark right there buddy that was me, awesome that. and it was yeah it, it was. there it is mark we still got it buddy so ramona california i mean that's family out on the road right there it really is us. i and mean it, we laugh family. about it and we joke because it's like you know you go out and you meet total strangers and and you have no idea of the impact you have on people's lives mm-hmm. you don't know yeah i mean we have people who'll send me stuff about how they tried to kill themselves or they are mm-hmm. or, or they were thinking about suicide or whatever yeah. and they happen to watch a certain video that spoke to him or whatever and then you meet him in person and you know about our buddy um down in houston who tried to kill himself yeah. and the gun misfired and he sent me the bullet and we've met we've been together and mm-hmm. i've got that nine millimeter in that box was on that my a desk. six six hour round it could have been because <laughs> like, let me tell you sig put out that now that was a 40 caliber round <laughs> oh okay sig i don't know if you know this or not jeff uh sig they just give them to us now sig had this uh series of 40 uh just target bullets and about every fifth one six, misfires. Six out of fifty misfires. Yeah. So like every right. about they every dog in them, but I'm just saying something happened. They just started there. They so sick. Yeah. They had, it, but it's kind of good training because if you're at the range, boom, 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 and you misfire, <laughs> you got to get one out. Huh. You know, unchamber around is actually pretty good training, but yeah, it's gonna yeah. misfire. Yeah, it is good training because yeah. you don't never know when that one's gonna misfire. <laughs> Thank Steve. you, Stephen Powell. <laughs> hey, sorry. <laughs> 
when are you going to ask me something? I'm waiting. We have. Well, your question hasn't come up yet. Okay. Well, it's not for you. It's about you. But I can't wait to get Steve as a guest on the Graham Allen show on Rant Nate. What, what's the uh, name? Uh, Dear America. We're going to do Graham Allen. Dear America. I, you're going to get you. You're going to be a podcast guest on yeah. Dear America with Graham Allen. Yeah, Sad Sack Marine with Graham <laughs> Allen. All right, let's do it. <laughs> So you were just talking about the people that you, you know, they send you messages, you've helped me, you know, they're depressed or whatever else. Why do you talk about your own depression? Like, why do you share that with, but, with everyone? Well, okay. So a couple, several years ago, I just, I thought if, if people are out there hurting, like I'm hurting, then they need to know I'm hurting because I felt like they were, there were certain things that we did where I started noticing that people wanted to do the same things. Like. Hey, where do you get your cowboy hats from? Well, American Hat Company. You know, go to besthatstore.com based out of Fort Worth. Those guys are great. Uh, you know, where do you get your boots from? Where do you get? And I'm like, well, it's, it's weird. It's like asking Fonzie where he got his leather jacket from. And I'm like, why would people want to know and emulate? And I said, well, okay, well, if you want to know the truth, if you really want to know the truth, then, then let's get down to the gut level and expose it. And I'll tell you that I'll show you the scars as well. So for me was the deal as you know i would not be where i am today had i not been honest about depression i wouldn't be where i i would not have been successful there was there was a time just similar to jeff's story there was a time whenever you looked at me and said this is not the person i married Mm -hmm. you gotta get this because i had let it slack off and so for me it's been a 10-year battle a little bit longer than that honestly but i mean a focused battle for 10 years of dealing with it and i thought hey if you want to, if you want to see the who I am, who I really am, because I know in the Western world, in the cowboy world, it's really you don't talk about it, right? And I know you know coming out of that world that cowboys don't want to talk about being depressed. Same as we've talked about, you know, mm-hmm. military guys yeah. don't want to talk about being depressed. You're mm-hmm. a man, you know. You're I got a up. phone call, uh, I don't know, three years ago. Billings, we were in Billings, Montana, and I got a phone call from a guy that said, "Hey, what are you doing?" Like nothing. It was Chad Prather saying, hey, I need you. That's what I needed. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I promise. But that was, I was at that point mm-hmm. of I needed to be needed. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because he'd been talking about you for a while, I guess, before he made the phone yeah, call. Yeah, but it was, mm-hmm. it was literally that phone call. And she'll tell you. That that phone call was what I needed. Don't you make and me now, cry, Steve Powell. Now how do you feel about it? Hey, best decision that he ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I but, get that. I get but, that. But really, that was, uh, I was I was waiting on that phone call. I didn't know that phone call was the one I needed, but it was. It's oh. like, where are you at? I need you. Oh. And Chad was, does that. He just I takes what he wants. I miles away yeah. doing my own thing, doing my, you know, doing it. And he said, I need you. It was time. It was time. It was time. It was it past was time. time. So. I'm going to cry a little bit here. Aww. I know. God. Hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my life would be incomplete without Party Foul Steve. Well, it I would. Yes. I, I like that, that you discuss your feelings. I like that you talk about the I'm depression. I'm in touch. You are. And I think that's important because especially on something like Facebook and, and social media, period, it's easy to look at people's lives and be like, well, they have it all. Mm-hmm. But we all know that material things and, and being popular and all this stuff, that's not that's not everything. 
you know? No, it's not. It, um, you know, I've always said if your happenings happen to happen happily, you'll be happy. And if your happenings happen to happen unhappily, you'll be unhappy. So it's not about your mm-hmm. circumstances. It's not about what's going on in your life, your happenings. You, Yeah. Now, Steve, I'll repeat watch, what he just said. Happen happily and unhappily exactly. happen, happen. But see, you got to get you got to get deeper than that. And yeah. what I learned a long time ago is this idea of contentment. And to me, contentment means it doesn't matter if you got a lot or if you got a little. Uh, you should learn to sit down on the inside, no matter how frenzied the outside may be. You got to sit down on the inside, and it's hard to do because you got to calm your spirit, calm your soul, and, and just be content. And that's uh, that's one of those deals, you know. Apostle Paul said, uh, whether I've abounded or been abased, I've, I've learned in whatsoever situation I am to be content. And it was right on the heels of that that he used the verse that so many people like to quote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole deal there is that's the key, key to contentment is you've got that inner thing going on inside of you. That's, that's the real deal. Because it's easy to let the frenzy take over. Mm-hmm. It's chaotic. Yes. Yeah, I think that's where... Uh, one of uh, one of our favorite songs, uh, Jason Boland songs, comes in. I don't. I'm not name dropping Jason Boland because I don't know him personally, but he has a song. Well, I'm, ha- I'm happy. I think Tony does. Oh, she probably does. But it's probably it's it's about being happy wherever you are. I don't know what what is that lyric. Being I'm I'm happy wherever I'm at right now. What is that? Look it up, Steve. Yeah, she doesn't have a microphone. It's. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll come back to it. <laughs> come back to it because it is. It's about being content wherever you're. Now at. we're selling Jason mm-hmm. Boland records. I mm-hmm. like it. I well, I like Jason Boland, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We so were Chad, Jason this morning. You you give a lot of tips. I was in like, the bathroom. Like you, you're always in the bathroom. I'm regular. I'm, I know, but regular means you go in there and then you come out and you go back in later. You could just stay in there all day. I could. Well, they cut a foot of my colon out last year, so it's a direct route. I don't want to hear it. I've had the same surgery. (laughs) I'm not in there that often. You just go in there and fart petals and, you know, rose petals. Rose petals. That's right. Unicorn dust. That's right. So you give all these tips and, and everything. She turns the fan on because apparently unicorn petals suck and they hey, smell bad. That's a, that's a question I want to ask Jay because, you know, Chad is an inspiration for other, you know, other mm-hmm. people outside of outside of your own home. Yeah. I'm going to say that. But what about inside your home? Oh, he definitely is an inspiration. And, you know, especially for for my kid, Brandon, who who's with us the most out of all the kids, um, He's made a very large impact on him without actually ever having to touch him. <laughs> that means I didn't never, that I've never, never beat, beat him. him. That's right. He's not my kid. I mean, nope. he's my stepson. I've disciplined him, but I've never, I've never beat him. I didn't feel like that was my role. He's inspired both beat of him. us. <laughs> he's, in, he's inspired both of us. And you can see the changes in us. And I, you know, and I've, I've told my coworkers, I've told my friends as far as me, um, you know, after being with Chad and we've been through some rocky years, some rocky times for sure. But I could tell once I started dating him and being with him that I was all of a sudden taking on some of the the things he does. Um, Like, for instance, I was much more, I guess, maybe friendlier or I I took more time when I would go and see my patients at the hospital. And (coughs) you may cough. Yeah, you're welcome. So... But I could just, I knew that I was a better nurse. I was, I was a better mom and I was a better person. I was a better friend overall because of Chad. I mean, I still wanted to to kill him and choke him sometimes, but overall he's been very positive in our lives. Bless your heart. I know. Now I got to buy you dinner, don't I? Yes. You got to buy mine too. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> but what I wanted to say, that. that was a good question. What I wanted to, to say is you give tips and, and everything about being depressed. Do you feel like you take your own advice? I, I do to the degree that it matters. Um, because, again, I don't tell people what to do because there's no map. There's no – everybody's different. Right. Some some stuff's, you know, circumstantial. Some stuff's chemical. Some stuff, you know – but there's no map, and I don't want somebody trying what I do because, uh, you know, for years I went without any form of medication or anything like that, and I was successful to a degree with that, and then I got to a point where I had to do medication again. I always say that I feel like if you can get talk therapy, then get talk therapy. And what do I mean by that? You go sit down with a therapist. You go sit down with a doctor. You find a person who you can talk to that knows a little more than you that can walk you through some things. If talk therapy over a period of time is not helping you, then go get medical therapy. That is, get the right combination of drugs that are going to you can that'll help level out that chemical situation that's going in. If it's circumstantial, circumstantial again, it's back to your happenings happening happily. Then change the circumstances. So there's there's elements, all of it. Some works for some people. Some you know, it's, it's a different combination of things. And I have people who say, well, you just need to get on this drug or whatever. Well, maybe maybe not. Uh, it, maybe you need something completely different. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're just missing a, a vitamin element in your life that needs to be changed. Well, there's a reason. There's a lot of avenues uh, to go down. There's a lot of avenues. Mm -hmm. So so what I what I say is the biggest thing where I take my own advice is I go and talk to the people who know more than me. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful for my nurse practitioner that I sit down with, you know. Now we're like every six months and, and, you know, he just says, how you doing? And we have that conversation. Usually we talk about the latest whiskeys we've been drinking and mm -hmm. things like that. And who's get, got the latest tattoo and where'd you get it and all this stuff. So it's just a good conversation and he's a good dude. But sometimes people need to get a little more intense with that. But the biggest thing that I do is I talk about it. You talk to me it. every week on the way to the airport. Because you depress me. And sometimes I was going to say, sometimes you ask me something, you're like, I'm going, you know, and you'll tell me, hey, I'm dealing with this, whether it's at home or whether it's whatever. And sometimes I don't have an answer. I'm just like, yeah, I get you. Yeah. So how does that? It's weird. I, I mean, don't it's know weird. that I, I, don't, I offer no help. <laughs> but sometimes I think you he listen. just needs, yeah, he good. listens. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I do that at home. I listen a lot. Actually. Yeah, well, you know, our wives are forced to listen, okay? Because it's kind of in their you're paid you know, description. To listen. Yeah, it's in the description. You're supposed to. As far as buddies I just realized Steve is your therapist. My, as, as far as like, oh God, well, no, because as, so you don't want me as a therapist. You'll be upped up. So up Tony up. just said, upped "Why do you think I drink?" Word. You can be upped up. So. No, but as long as you do it happily, that's, uh, you know, we sat around the campfire the other night and it's just a, it's just me and him and a campfire and the therapy that I get from that. It's like, it beats anything that anybody could ever talk to me. About. And then we got in the tent and got all broke back. Yeah. He was on bottom. Why do you always, why do you, why do you always have to ruin it? Chad? He, he made it sound he that way. It. Talking no, about being I, around a campfire. I, no, because you think about it. You sit it around a campfire. Pit. Yeah, it wasn't and a camp. It's just a couple of guys sitting around a campfire, <laughs> poking the wood, face. burning. It. Look, is that sexy? I don't know where this is going? Is that sexy or what? I mean, that is a pretty face. It's not on you. Is that like oh, the wait. safe word? Sorry, campfire I have a bad habit of pointing with my middle finger. Yeah, he does do that. As I pass that off to my. I'll nephew. look over at Steve and he'll be making a point going. I was like, like this. No, I pass that off to my 
nephew, and no one in the family has an idea why he points with his middle finger. It's because it's natural. So, sorry. Tony found the bowling song. Started playing. It is. It's Comal County County Blues. Blues. I love that song. It's kind of happy being wherever you're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you got to be, you know, wherever you're at, just be happy with it. What else you got, babe? Let's see here. Okay. Um, People have heard enough about me. How are we doing on time, Marcus? Yeah, how are we doing on time, Mark? About 50 minutes right now. Oh, oh my. We better wrap it up. Okay, hang on. So what is your ultimate goal with your career right now? I wish I knew. All right, next question. No, I mean, everybody (laughs) has. Let's come back to that question. His ultimate goal. Remember what I said about rich, not famous? Uh, Yeah, Yeah. private island. You know, me and I can look across the water and wave at uh, Richie Sambora. Well, who else would be on the private island with you? Yeah, you could come. The um, Wait, can I be on the other mm, island at least? Steve <laughs> wants to live in the shack on the island. Yeah, I'll, I'll, no. live, in the, I'll live in the shack. I don't, I don't know. For me, I truly, it's all about the journey. I, it's, I, there's no destination in mind. I have all these people who have these agendas for me. You know, Arthur, my manager, he's got, you know, he'd love nothing more than to see us have a sitcom in Hollywood because that's his world. Yeah. That's what he does. Um, I don't lose sleep over that. Stuff like that. If it happens, it happens. We've met with everybody: ABC, CBS, Fox, TBS, FBI, you know, CIA, CIA. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're in the database. I mean, we, we meet with the all FBI of them. What FBI have to say about me? You know, we sit down. We, we're with all of them. So, uh, it is what it is. Look, I'm not going to stop being conservative. I'm not going to stop being common sense. I'm not going to stop talking about things I believe in. And obviously, that's a it's a hard day and age to be in Hollywood doing things like that. And look, I love being in Texas anyway. I love being on Blaze TV. This is fun. It's a family. Mm-hmm. You know, I have people all the time who say, man, you know, well, Blaze TV, they're this and they're that. And I'm like, whatever, man. The CRTV and the Blaze TV family is a great family. I come in here and I sit down and Natalie's here and Steve's here and Candace and Mark are here and you're in here sometimes. And we've got, you know, all these guys around here from, you know, Stu and Jeffy and Glenn and uh, Graham and just and Sarah, Sarah Gonzalez and, yep, and all these people. I mean, it's just it's just good times. And then not only that, but the staff and the writers and yeah. the you know, Andrew Heaton. I mean, they're just fun people. Yeah. And everybody's got everybody's back. So I don't know. I'm happy to just sit here and do this day in and day out. I do think you like the podcast. I love doing the podcast. Yeah. Uh, our podcast numbers did not translate well over from podcast one to uh, here. Uh, to Blaze TV for whatever reason, we took four weeks off and we moved yeah. the production from from Podcast One, where we were killing it, and then we came over here. And now our numbers are off. We you can get it obviously on YouTube. You can see snippets thanks to Candace and Mark, you can, especially Candace these days doing the little three minute yeah. videos <laughs> on Facebook. We were doing the full episodes. Now you can get them wherever podcasts are offered. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. We're on. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Like, there's no excuse not to get it. If you like to listen to podcasts, I mean, we've got some, we've had some great guests. We've had Jeff on here. Hey, Jeff Kyle is sitting right next to me over here in Party Foul Cove, and (laughs) y'all haven't let him get a word in edgewise. I'm good. I'm good. Jeff's a quiet dude. He's like, I love him. But I mean, we've had Jeff on as a guest. We've Mm -hmm. had uh, Colonel Allen West on here. We've had. Jason Piccolo, we've had Mike Ritland, we've had Jacob Schick, we've had, I mean, it's it, you, the list goes on and on. We've had some great, great people on here who have not only served their country, but are still continuing to do that in a big way, using their platform and their voice. So I enjoy it. Yes. It's fun for me. Well, what do you think about your wife? She's all right. What else do you think? She's, She's a right. good kisser. Well, <laughs> from my perspective. Yeah. Steve found out all about that on New Year's Eve 2019. <laughs> yeah. Biloxi, Mississippi will never be the same. It's kind of lame. I know. 
We're gonna have <laughs> Lame to kisser. On. We're going to work on that. Because you got rejected. I got rejected. That's funny. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I joke about it on stage, talking about being at the gym, not in the gym, and, and calling you on the phone and saying, hey, this is it. I'm done with this job. I'm going to go make a living just being myself. And you said, well, what's what's the street value on your personality? <laughs> so, you know, we're about to find out. I think I had my own smart-ass comeback. But, um, yeah, you have – no one else could walk through everything that we've done with me the way that you have. I mean, like if if, if you get hit by a bus tomorrow – Steve, did you hire the bus? No, the bus is hard. <laughs> is like, it a school bus? Like, I'm going to be around the school. I, I just don't call know. it back. You know that, right? You've dealt with a lot. <laughs> you've put up with a lot. You've had to take a lot and um, the ups and downs of it. And I've told you over and over again, you know, I won't go into the specifics of what I've said to us. But, you know, if you if you hear me complaining, just kick me right in the – yeah. It's so – that's but what if thing. you have a knee-jerk reaction? Because we're, we're blessed and we're fortunate and and we've had a, a blast and we got great people in our life. But you've walked through that whole thing. You've seen it from the beginning to the end. Yeah. And and it's uh, you put up with a lot of things and you've learned to take it in stride. I mean, you know, I'm married to 17 different people. I'm engaged to probably well, I was gonna more. Ask I get a lot of if, I've got a lot of girlfriends out there. And, I know that your picture, at least, and perhaps I'm on plenty of fish. I'm you're on, on match. every. I'm on. He's on grinder. grinder. Yeah. Steve wants to start a new dating website called Binder. Yeah, I was going to start it. It's called Binder. <laughs> it's like, Which is a whole sadomasochism thing. It's yeah. like a whole Fifty Shades of Grey secret room, put them in the handcuffs, Binder. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about people still in your picture and doing uh, that? I mean, all, I I've only done that twice. It. You cannot, like... I want to know listen, why nobody has stolen you, my picture. Let me tell you something. So I got a message the other day. Jeff, you'll get a kick out of this. This lady sent me a message the other day. Somebody used my image, my name, and all that stuff and was talking to her. And they're like, why? Why do people steal your stuff? And they go on and create these accounts and start talking to people. She sent this cat $25,000. Australian. Because she thought it was you? She thought it was me. <laughs> twenty five grand. she's in. She well, had no she idea. send it to you now, to she the real no- one? <laughs> she had no idea who I was prior to that. Now oh. she's a fan. But she she fell in love and she twenty five thousand it cost her. Now if you received like a message, before, from, you can't fix stupid. No, you can't fix stupid. If you received a message from me asking for money, it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually but, a collect call but, but, yeah. <laughs> from yeah. the jail. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I need, I, just send it, y'all. PayPal. No, if if, if, if you if you're getting messages from me and it's you're wanting me to you want and I'm wanting you to send you you know naked pictures or or money or whatever it's not me so report it look my my twitter my instagram my personal and my fan page on facebook all have the blue check mark verification so you can tell if it's me um if it doesn't that's it i'm not creating i get messages i get messages every week from people saying is this you and no it's not just report it yeah just report it well i'm not that popular but Maybe one day. It's okay. People love you, though. <laughs> People do love you. You weren't such a... Such a what? Witch on wheels. I am not a witch on wheels. Yes. Yeah, he didn't say fuddy-duddy. You're good. I'm good. I'm yeah. good to go. Well, thank you for answering my questions today. Oh, it's been my pleasure. On the new Jade Prather show. Yeah. This is going to be a whole new thing. Blaze TV is now going <laughs> to offer you a gig. That would be great. It would be fun. I think I like sitting on this side better. I think, Mark, I like this side better. 
We you look, look better we're, in that seat, actually. We're, we're, I know, I know. When, with Studio 22 behind you, I know. you look way better in that seat. So I think we're going to have uh, to move the entire studio around. Oh, no. There you go. And when we get out Poor of the temp- when we get out of this studio, we go over to the permanent studio. Then I'm going to sit on the left side. We'll sit on. I the left think side. I'm at a bar back at my next studio, so I think a high top table. A Does bar, anybody whiskey. love Steve as much as Steve loves Steve? Hey, <laughs> Tony said no. <laughs> hey, I love some Steve. <laughs> well, this is fun. This, this is, is this has been fun. Well, thank you for thank you for Jeff letting me be me. in the hot Shut seat, Jay. You're very welcome. It's been fun. You want to tell everybody where they can find us? Um, you can find Chad on Facebook and on Twitter. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> and Instagram, if you'll just go look and Google. No, it's watchchad.com. It's simple. How watch hard Chad. is it? Chad yes. at watchchad.com. But tell them Chad, how they Chad, can get Chad. Humor Me and even more episodes. They can go the- to blazetv.com. You put it in that little search engine bar. Slash slash chad there you go. and blaze, that way you get you'll get it for cheaper blaze tv well, no no you go to blaze tv.com slash chad and use promo code chad there you go and then it'll be cheaper what chad said so i was gonna yes. say that all right now give them a send off give them a sign out say thank you everybody for being with us today on the jade prather show thank you mark for putting up with us absolutely and candace for looking cute oh <laughs> all right let's go to dinner okay i love y'all god That'll bless I love y'all. God bless. Facebook poke. Bye. Yeah. Bye, y'all.